Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of the Crown on the application of Association of Independent Meat Suppliers and Food Standards Agency. The citation for this case is 2019 UKSC 36. And this will be a very short episode this week because it is merely a decision by the Supreme Court to refer a couple of questions to the Court of Justice of the European Union. And so we don't really have a substantive decision to analyse. Nevertheless, it is still worth becoming familiar with the facts of the case and taking time to consider the issues at stake here. Things began when the Cleveland Meat Company Limited bought a bull at an auction. That bull was then taken to a slaughterhouse where it was inspected by the official veterinarian there. As a small bit of background, official veterinarians essentially work for the government and help to make some checks on cattle to ensure that diseases such as bovine TB are not allowed to spread. Unfortunately for the meat company, while the bull was passed as being fit for slaughter, an inspection that took place post-mortem led the official veterinarian, in conjunction with the meat hygiene inspector, to declare the meat unfit for human consumption. The company was not very happy about this at all, and so they sought out the advice of a different veterinarian, and on that basis challenged the opinion of the official veterinarian. The question was what should happen next, given that the Cleveland Meat Company was refusing to voluntarily surrender the carcass. According to them, the official veterinarian would have to utilise Section 9 of the Food Safety Act 1990 in order to seize the carcass and take it before a justice of the peace, who would then come to a decision on whether it should actually be condemned. However, the other party to this case, the Food Standards Agency, or FSA, did not agree with this approach and instead argued the carcass ought to simply be disposed of, and so they served a notice in order to effect this. In order to resolve the dispute, the Cleveland Meat Company, with the support of the Association of Independent Meat Suppliers, brought a judicial review claim against the proposition that the FSA was not obliged to use the Section 9 procedure. The argument followed that under EU law, the UK is mandated to provide some method for challenging the decision of the official veterinarian in these types of cases, instead of simply having the carcass disposed of. That claim was dismissed in both the High Court and the Court of Appeal, and so now the Association of Independent Meat Suppliers and the Cleveland Meat Company have appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick it up. There were three main issues for the court to contemplate. First of all, under the law of the UK, whether that procedure under Section 9 of the Food Safety Act 1990 that we mentioned earlier was available and or mandatory in the present circumstances. The second question is whether that Section 9 procedure is compatible with the EU's own food safety regime that has been established under various regulations over the years. Finally, one of those regulations, Regulation 882-2004, arguably mandates that there be an appeal procedure, and so the question is whether that requires there to be a full appeal based on the complete facts of the original decision by the official veterinarian, or instead if it is just sufficient that there is just a specific judicial review case instead. As I noted at the start of the episode, we unfortunately won't get an answer to those questions today, as there are questions that are being referred to the Court of Justice of the European Union. For the purpose of answering these questions, the European judges have been asked to assume that a Justice of the Peace does have the power to award compensation if it is discovered that the carcass should in fact have been declared fit for human consumption. 
In terms of the exact questions themselves, the first one is, do regulations EC numbers 854-2004 and 882-2004 preclude a procedure whereby, pursuant to section 9 of the 1990 Act, a Justice of the Peace decides on the merits of the case and on the basis of the evidence of experts called by each side whether a carcass fails to comply with food safety requirements. The second question is, does Regulation EC number 882-2004 mandate a right of appeal in relation to a decision of an official veterinarian under Article 5.2 of Regulation EC number 854-2004 that the meat of a carcass was unfit for human consumption? And if it does, what approach should be applied in reviewing the merits of the decision taken by the official veterinarian on an appeal in such a case. Bit of a mouthful there, but it's unlikely we're going to hear much about this case for a little while as the Court of Justice takes time to consider these questions. When we do, it will be interesting to see what way the court ultimately decides, and in fact it is very hard to make a prediction. On the one hand, favouring the argument put forward by the Association of Independent Meat Suppliers will create a more open system where the decisions made by an official veterinarian will be open to greater scrutiny. On the other hand, deciding the case in that same way would also undermine the authority of the official veterinarian, and as Justice Simon pointed out in the original case, it doesn't really make much sense for the expert opinion of a vet to potentially be supplanted by the inexpert opinion of a justice of the peace. One issue that we can discuss in a bit more depth before we finish is that there is also a human rights argument here around the right to peaceful enjoyment of possessions, under Article 1 of the First Protocol to the European Convention on Human Rights. The main problem with this is that the right to property is not an absolute right and is subject to certain exceptions on grounds of public interest. It is therefore not surprising at all that the public interest extends to not having diseased meat enter the food chain. A counter-argument to this is that it is not fully established yet that the meat is actually diseased, and so it isn't clear that the public interest test is satisfied. To be honest though, that is unconvincing, as it is much more important that there is a food safety regime in place that errs on the side of caution, even if that means it is certain rights that end up on the chopping block instead. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. With the new academic year starting, make sure you do check out the website at uklawweekly.com, as well as my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver. I'll be back with another case next week, but for now, bye!